Hey y'all, this is Jerrica. Thank you for tuning in, tuning in to another episode of Black Packing. And on today's episode, I have Francesca with me. Hi. <laughs> um, and I brought Francesca on the show. Um, and we're just going to kind of talk about and share our solo travel experiences and kind of what it's been like for us and what we do to keep ourselves occupied um, when we're traveling alone. Yeah, sure. So I, my travel journey started, well, I guess it started with my first family vacation to Mexico when I was like 14. But I think it really, really started when I studied abroad in Italy when I was in college. That pretty much like changed everything for me. And it was the first time traveling. I wasn't solo, but I was independent, if that makes sense, because I was away from my family and my friends and everything. Yeah. And uh, what what brought you to Italy? Um, Honestly, it was the cheapest study abroad program, and it was the only one that had scholarships available. So... It's funny because it ended up changing the direction of my life, so I think it was destiny, but it wasn't because I was, like, obsessed with Italian or anything like that. I just knew I wanted to go, and I wanted to travel and have the experience, and I knew that I was not willing to take out a loan to do it, so that was kind of what led me there. Cool. So Italy it was, and um, after after Italy, where did you find yourself exploring next? Um, So after Italy, while I was in Italy, I did take a solo excursion to France, and I completely fell in love with it in five days, (laughs) and so I decided to move there to teach English after I graduated college, and um, yeah, that was like the next big step in my travel journey, which then later led me to teaching English in Martinique, because it's a... um, it's a part of France, but it's in the Caribbean. So it's been interesting. It's been, um, yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> Where are you living right now? Uh, I'm from LA. I spend a lot of time in the Caribbean, but home is LA. And uh, do, you, do you speak French? Yeah, now I do. It's a hard language to get. It took years, but I'm finally there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is very hard. It's actually the the language I'm trying to learn on Duolingo right now. Oh, how's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. I feel like I just I'm not very good at making the sounds. It's like I, I I'm getting to the point where I recognize like the words, um, and I understand it a little bit better when it's being spoken to me. But I'm still struggling with like actually saying the words. Oh, yeah, that's still the hardest part about it for me. Like, I can understand pretty much everything, but but the American accent is in French just really, like, they butt heads, so it's it's hard. Yeah, it's uh, it's deep in me. Um, What what was the, the teaching experience like for you? I feel like I'm, like, missing out on that because I've interviewed a few people that have taught English abroad, and... For the most part, they love, you know, kind of teaching students English, but also, like, about American culture 
and maybe even like black American culture. So I feel like I'm like missing out on that. But what 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 was your experience like? Yeah, that was actually um, one of the coolest parts for me um, when I taught in France. Not what they envision a typical American to be, but they loved me for it. They thought it was like amazing that I was like this black girl coming from the United States and um they would like draw pictures of like black celebrities and give them to me even the black french children were like they would like draw pictures of like basketball stars or like things that they could relate to black american culture and i thought um that it was an interesting opportunity to kind of put that at the forefront because i'm sure they I don't know, they see things like Friends or they see, uh, like, Britney Spears or they see certain, like, quote-unquote typical American cultural things. And I was able to come in and show them that American culture is way more than that. And I was also able to do things like in the month of February, I taught black history lessons and I introduced them to certain um, black political figures that they didn't know about. So... I thought it was a great opportunity for not just for me to learn about their culture, but to also leave a little bit of mine with them too. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Um, that's incredible. Um, how, and it was like well-received and do you, do you feel like they took away something from it? Yeah, I think, I really do think that they did. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, what do you do now? Um, now I'm a full-time travel blogger, an influencer. That That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, but it's also ten times more work than teaching was. <laughs> you hear that, Instagram influencers? Yeah. <laughs> or people that want to be influencers? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure. I guess you have to be very like connected or present all the time. Or not okay. present, or seemingly not present sometimes, too, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a tough balance to strike, but if you do it well, then, like, people telling you that you're living the dream is a sign that you're doing your job well, because yeah. people think it's, like, amazing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the name of your blog? OneGirl-OneWorld.com, or you can just Google One Girl One World. And it's the same on Instagram, Francesca at One Girl One World. <laughs> uh, how'd you come up with the name One Girl One World? Um, it kind of just popped into my head, and I thought it was it's catchy. Yeah, it is yeah, catchy. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> yeah, and I liked that it um it could be kind of broad, like One Girl One World could be about me and my travels or it could be about just the experience as a woman out in the world um so yeah it just really it was a fit cool um and so what's been um your most recent trip or where are you where are you planning on going next um next I'm gonna do a road trip to Arizona it's my first time, which is pretty crazy because it's literally the state next door. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to go and check it out. I'm going to go spend a few days in Tempe. Uh, and I, I 
in my mind, I know Arizona for being like a wellness destination, like being in nature and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see what it's actually like. Yeah. Um, are you an outdoorsy person? Um, you know, it depends. I do love the outdoors, but I feel like growing up in LA, my perception of being an outdoorsy person is very different from the average adventurer. Like my version of a hike is probably a nature walk to someone who's from, I don't know, from like Utah or Montana or something. Overall, you prefer to travel solo? Yes, or with or with someone? Um, you know, it depends on the destination, I would say. Um, but I do love to solo travel. And I think there are probably some places that I would definitely prefer to travel solo than with other people. Is there is there anywhere uh, specific that sticks out in your mind? Um, right now, in my mind, I'm thinking of Italy, just because I know the country pretty well, and so I like to just chill and take it easy. Where I feel as if I were to bring like one of my family members or something like that, it would be exciting and fun. But they'd want to do everything, and I would want to just more like in my thoughts or write in my journal or just sit and people watch and eat gelato or things like that so I think my travel style changes when I'm solo versus when I'm with other people yeah I I, I, I could totally see that um that, that kind of you kind of answered my next question um of if you like journal when you travel um and kind of what you do to like keep yourself occupied when you solo travel oh yeah I'm um I feel like when I solo travel that's when I get to let my introverted side just flourish like I can just reflect and uh write because I love writing um and just take pictures and just take my time yeah so solo traveling is really about like taking your time um I, I never like feel rushed and I guess that's the beauty of traveling alone than with someone else um, if you're traveling with someone else they you know they might be rushing you to go do something that they really want to go see and so it kind of can take away the vacation aspect um, but traveling solo is definitely like a meditative taking your time you, you're at your own speed you feel maybe like more in control traveling alone is your is your travel blog and your journal kind of two different things? Is your journal more like a intimate personal thing and the blog is for more for everyone to see? Yeah, in the beginning it, they were intertwined, but just as the internet changes, people want more concrete information. Um, so my blog has been more about advice and helping people have the same experiences I've had or like helping people get out there versus like my journal is kind of more my feelings. Um, I'd say my Instagram is um, a little bit closer to what's in my journal than my blog actually. Okay, what, what makes you say that? Because on my Instagram, I tend to be a little bit more reflective about the culture or things, certain aspects of like the cultures that I see or things I don't like or um, things that, have impacted my experience 
versus on the blog it's more like who what when where why okay yeah okay i could see that because you know every everyone's travel instagram is is like a little bit different some people you know use it as a reflective thing some is like a it's a very flashy over the top um experience maybe even a facade um yeah. if you will <laughs> a little a little ingenuine um yeah. so that's kind of why i asked um asked you that question so yeah i um i try to just be relatable when i talk about travel and i feel like well the reason because i started my blog like six years ago and the reason i did it was because i wanted to encourage more people of color and specifically black travelers and black female travelers to get out there so i wouldn't really be doing anyone a service if i'm just like hey look at me (laughs) with a glass of champagne by the pool with like no information or nothing (laughs) (laughs) that's i mean more power to the people that do it because there's definitely um a lot of people out there who love that but i just feel like that's not my purpose yeah i uh i agree I, I actually don't post that much while I'm traveling um, because I travel alone. I try to like post one picture every day on my Instagram just so people know I'm okay. Um, but by no means is my Instagram overly um, flashy in the sense of um, my traveling experience. From when you started your blog six year- years ago until now, and kind of being on social media and the internet, how do you feel the black travel movement has shifted? Um, Wow, it's shifted a lot. Um, It's shifted from there being very few of us to there being a lot, which is great because that was kind of the goal, I think, for those of us who started a long time ago was to encourage more people. So it's been great to really see the impact that our actions have like led to and the impact of the movement. Um, but I do kind of feel like it has gotten more showy and more, um, how do I say, like, it seems more about like, look at me, I'm here, you're not, in some places, some cases, as opposed to like, hey, I did it, you can do it too, or, like, wanting to see other people do it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if you get the same vibe. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I realize that that is social media and Instagram, whether it be, like, travel or, like, food. Travel just happens to be, like, a category that is, like, aesthetically pleasing, um and and kind of showy on on instagram and i feel like sometimes i just feel like instagram culture itself is a look at me i'm doing this and you're not here and travel culture just slides right into that um perfectly yeah so um so yeah that's you know that's tough um it's tough that it is like that um but i think that is kind of why i personally created um the podcast was more so not to be like hey let's talk about you know 
all of these places and all of these crazy things that we've done while traveling, but more so like how easy and and very like encouraging, um, encouraging people to travel. And I think that like my, my podcast specifically is my way of, um, enjoying and talking about travel while, uh, encouraging people, um, to do it by hearing other people's stories. Yeah, I think that's cool. It's at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's just storytelling and that's kind of the beauty of travel. Like you get to go and hear people's stories and see things face to face and yeah. Yeah, I think um I think people probably traveling forget that sometimes and easily get, you know, lost in the moment of having it being a showing off thing and I I personally feel like when they're doing that they're not actually taking in uh, the experience and culture well Francesca thank you again for taking your time out of your busy day I know you're busy and doing a quick episode with me Um, And everyone, if you want to see more or hear more or read more about Francesca and what she's doing, um, please check her out. Um, She's got some got some good things on her on her blog, some good tips. One girl, one world uh, on Instagram and online. And uh, thank you all again for listening and tuning in. Um, I hope this episode encourages everyone to take a solo travel trip whether it be near or far Um, but take one and just kind of have a introverted moment with yourself and journal or read um, and take in your surroundings but yeah that's all I got Uh, until next time bye bye I would love to hear from the listeners more. Uh, Please feel free to reach out to me uh, on Instagram, Blackpacking Podcast, or email, which is blackpackingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, like I said, I would love to hear from y'all. And uh, please uh, rate and subscribe to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts.